always come first. Women come second. I might just retire to here. Something I'd like you to get off your chest. Mr. Ozato, will you see my healthy chest? Really? Hi, I'm Plenty. But of course you are. Plenty are too. I'm Bambi. And I'm Bumper. My name is Pussy Galore. I must be dreaming. My God, what's Bond doing? I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. How far do you go? of observation do you credit mr bond you're quite a girl pussy i'm strictly the outdoor type i'd like to think you're uh, not in all of this sir skip it i'm not interested you understand nobody can resist me a war pistol pass me that rope ah! don't make so much noise no. use the chloroform bond james bond my name's Bond. James Bond. My name is Bond. James Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond. Relax, darling. I'm on top of the situation. What am I supposed to say here? Oh, yeah, that's right. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi Scheme of Podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is Best of James Bond. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Uh, you know, before I get to that, I do just want to... Uh, make a comment about this Ponzi scheme of podcasting. Um, I thought in a Ponzi scheme, you were supposed to make a lot of money and be out quick. Uh, and we've been doing this like two years and we haven't made any money. So this is a horrible, horrible Ponzi scheme. Yeah. We've just um, been keeping you in the dark with the profits. <laughs> okay. So I'm just basically getting screwed here. Yeah, exactly. Dame, Dame you're, you're the you guys are living large. Mm. Uh, but anyway, for tonight, we've got Chuck Farrell. Hey, Jill Valuay. Hello. Chris Mitchell. Hello. And Terrace Cassidy. Hello, hello. Uh, so you all know how we do this. We have 32 things all related to James Bond in some capacity. Uh, characters, actors, scenes, ideas, whatever. All of them uh, chosen by our panelists. Uh, we set them up in tournament-style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other, put it to a vote. Winner moves on to the next round where it all begins again until something is crowned. <laughs> the best of Bond. As always, you get to decide what whatever criteria you use to determine the winner of each match. Because this is a best of, we get some kind of unusual pairing, so I'm sure we're going to have some unusual rationales. Uh, but whatever it is, it's kind of what you like better, what says James Bond to you. Any rationale you want, as long as it supports your argument, that's what we call geek logic, and it's the heart of every geek fight. All right, then, let's start the fights. And and it's like underwear gnomes, Mike. Uh, it's First, you get the under, underwear, question mark, profit. We just haven't figured out the question mark. So we're in the question mark right now. We're in the question mark. That's okay. where we are. All right, well, that makes sense then. Never mind. Yeah. 
here we go. Chuck, this fight is yours. You're the one who you're the biggest James Bond fan I know. Kind of. I don't know. I don't know about Chris Mitchell. I know you're a huge James Bond fan. No. This one is Pierce Brosnan versus the bowler hat that Oddjob used to wear. Hmm. Okay. Um. I'm gonna have to go with Pierce Brosnan. I like the whole Oddjob thing, but you can't beat out Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan is a, a great Bond. Uh, acting in terms of being a Bond. I mean, a lot of the movies he was in were kind of questionable. But, uh, yeah, I got to go with Pierce Brosnan. And he would have even been Bond earlier. Um, they were going to sign him on instead of Timothy Dalton. Um, but he was signed up for a show, Remington Steel. Uh, and when people heard rumors that James Bond was going to be Pierce Brosnan, everyone started watching Remington Steel, causing the ratings to go up, and the show wasn't canceled, and then Pierce Brosnan couldn't get out of the contract. And instead, we got Timothy Dalton. Pierce Brosnan. A vote for Pierce Brosnan. That's odd, because I think Timothy Dalton is the only Bond that didn't make the list. Uh, Jill. George Lazenby didn't either. So there is two that didn't make the list. <laughs> but um, I second everything Chuck said about Pierce Brosnan. Um, he, you know how everybody has that list? you know, that you're allowed to have. Pierce Brosnan, because of Goldeneye and his appearance as James Bond, he is still the top of my list. So, I am voting for him. Uh, vote for Pierce. Chris? Um, yeah, I'll go along with the thinking that we got here. Um, uh, Brosnan's Bond, appear Bond movies weren't particularly good because of the movies that he was in. But you could pick Brosnan up and put him in any of the... Um, the Sean Connery or uh, Roger Moore films, and, and he'd fit in there perfectly. And odd job, although he can crush a uh, a golf ball in a one hand, which is quite impressive, not really that good of a villain. So, uh, Brosnan. Uh, vote for Pierce. Uh, Mike? Uh, I, know, I know I'm in a minority here, but uh, Pierce Brosnan is my least favorite Bond. Um, I, other than Lazenby, and I haven't seen Her Majesty's Secret Service, so I don't know. So he's not even on my list. But uh, I, I, I never was particularly impressed. A lot of it is because he was in some of the worst Bond movies, and that's certainly not his fault. But, uh, you know, it seems like they were trying to, to blend elements of, of Moore and, uh, and Sean Connery, you know, making him a little bit tougher, but still having a, a kind of a sense of humor to it and and even a little bit more kind of upper crusty uh you know british sort of character uh and i don't think they really kind of got the mix right i mean he was never kind of as kind of self-conscious and entertaining as, as roger moore and he certainly was never quite as tough as sean connery uh so i don't think it ever really gelled for me and I really loved the shit out of that hat. When I was a little kid, I wanted to laugh. I put like aluminum foil inside the brim of a hat, uh, thinking that I could, you know, become a deadly uh, Asian assassin with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, vote for the bowler hat and Terrace. Now, by all means, the bowler hat. Uh, you know, Pierce is good. He's he's. Uh, it definitely uh, has the right face and and the style for James Bond, but uh, a bowler hat that can cut people's heads off is, is just too cool for words, really. I mean, so I vote for bowler hat. Another vote for the bowler hat, but Pierce Brosnan takes the win, and we are on to our next fight. Jill, this one is yours. 
It is nipples in the opening title sequence versus sexual innuendo. Kind of the same thing, isn't it? Pretty much. Uh, nipples are completely different from innuendo. <laughs> I know, but even just the hint of them, like that kind of falls in Yeah, they were just hinted at in the movies. Yeah, but it's okay. I, I, I'm going to go for the sexual, sexual innuendo. That's just part of James Bond. You wouldn't, I mean, you could take that away, you know, and it would just be a spy running around doing things. It's, it's part of what gives him his charisma. It's part of what makes the Bond girls so fun to watch and stuff. So sexual innuendo. A vote for six. Uh, Chris. Um, nipples in the opening titles is what um, what I used to watch Bond for when I was uh, younger because I didn't get the, the sexual innuendo. So the, the seven-year-old me really wants to vote for nipples in the opening titles because it was, it, was like, it was like porn. It was, so, you know, it, hang on, was it a nipple? And pause, go back a little bit. Yes, it was a nipple. Yeah, we like that. But now, being a bit older, the sexual innuendo is is so completely unsubtle it, there's no innuendo about it i mean it's it's just brazen when you when you watch them now and it's what gives bond that that little edge over any other spy thing so sexual innuendo more votes for sex mike um let's uh let's keep the the sex votes coming because i'm also going to vote for the sexual innuendo uh, i'm a big big fan of the bond opening title scenes in general uh, the nipples are really icing on that cake, um, and and the opening sequences are represented uh, also later in this list. So uh, rather than vote for them twice, and uh, so yeah, I'm going to vote for them later. Uh, I, I will I will vote for the sexual innuendo here because I don't think it should be on twice. And you know it is you take the sexual innuendo out, and it's just not James Bond. So sexual innuendo. More votes for sex, Terrace. Yeah, well, nipple nipples truly are great. Um, I must admit, but uh, the sexual innu- innuendo in the James Bond movies I just finished watching World is not enough. And when he says, "I thought Christmas comes only once a year," I had to laugh my ass. Uh. So, <laughs> so bad. Um, however, Christmas coming is always great, so I will say uh, sexual innuendo. Uh, vote for sexual innuendo and Chuck, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yes, it is. I also just want to talk about uh, what was that name of that uh, Christmas Jones or something was her name? Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, they perfectly just named that character just so they can have that joke at the end. Of- <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. But anyway, you do, you uh, do the joke first and the names afterwards. Yeah. Um. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going with sexual innuendo. Pretty much what everyone said. Without sexual innuendo, it's just like a you know like a Jason Bourne movie, which I have nothing against, but it's not Bond. And um, don't get me wrong, I'm not opposed to to nipples, you know. Uh, but personally, when I was a kid, I was a bigger fan of the uh, boob flopping out from the uh, green girl falling into the rancor pit in Return of the Jedi. Uh, but uh, sexual innuendo is what Bond is all about. Boom. Uh, vote for sexual innuendo, and it's moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It's the first battle of bonds. It is Daniel Craig versus Roger Moore. Now, this is this is actually quite tricky because I think that Daniel Craig is is a breath of fresh air for the for the franchise, and a really harsh and real um, bond in in the the two films he's been in. But of the two films he's been in. One is very good, and, and Quantum of Solace is, is not 
a Bond film. It, it could be any any person on a revenge mission. Um, um, Roger Moore gets my vote for longevity and um, uh, a good, av you know, average of performances in all, all the films he was in. So, Roger Moore. Uh, vote for Roger Moore. Mike. You know, uh, when, when I think about a matchup like this, and this is really, really the first kind of really sort of classic matchup uh, that we've got is when we're, we're pitting two Bond actors against each other. And um, this ha it happened, it's happening right here, and it also happened in The Best uh, Comedian, where there'll be someone who is really, really good, who I like a lot, but they're still just kind of a little too new to it to really kind of be considered in a, in a best sort of situation. And that's what I think of with, with Daniel Craig. Even though I love his Bond, um, he, I, I thought Bond should have been dead. I thought it was over until Casino Royale, and, and I was completely wrong. And uh, I thought that it, it was a renaissance for Bond, and it really was. But Quantum of Solace was kind of disappointing. So at, at this point, he's only done one good movie, even though I think he will do. He's great, and he will do more. But I always think back to the uh, episode of Star Trek when uh, uh, the kid who was uh, the Duras sisters were putting the that kid up for to be the the chancellor and Picard says you know while he has a claim he has fought no great battles he has won no great wars blah 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 basically he hasn't really proven himself yet one day sure but not today and that's how I feel and Roger Moore he he was my first Bond like I, I mentioned I think before we were recording first movie I ever saw in the theater was Live and Let Die and I saw every Bond movie in the theater up until uh, Die, in, Die Another Day was that it? Uh, and I love Roger Moore. I mean, I, I, he, Bond for me was funny and charming before he was tough because I didn't really discover uh, uh, Sean Connery until much later. So I'm going to vote for Roger Moore. Another vote for Roger Moore. Terrace. I just uh, I just finished watching uh, Quantum of uh, Solace and I, I actually really loved it. Uh, I think I'm a, I live in the present type of thing and... Uh, I like every, whenever I watch a Bond movie at the time. I always think, yeah, this this is the right guy for this role. This is perfect. But and I, I still feel the same way. So I actually uh, I'm going to vote for Daniel Craig because uh, I'm kind of uh, taken by him and and I really like both movies. So so I'm going to vote for the new Bond. A uh, vote for Daniel Craig, Chuck. Yeah, to my mind, it's no contest. You got to go with Roger Moore. Uh, Roger Moore. Uh, I I think he's appeared in the most Bond movies. Um, although that's sometimes a criticism. He stayed on too long. Um, but Roger Moore. You see, you had Sean Connery, and he was probably the best. But you're supposed to have a British secret agent. You got this Scottish guy walking around. Like now, you have like a suave British guy. He's always witty. Um, and I always loved all the endings, the Roger Moore movies. They'd always have like uh, the prime minister, or the queen on the phone. You know, I was just about to bang some chick. Uh, everything that you associate with James Bond, all that stuff is always in a Roger Moore Bond movie. And Spy Who Loved Me is is awesome. Daniel Craig, I thought great choice. Just like everyone said, um, uh, Casino Royale was awesome. I didn't really like the direction Quantum of Solace is going in, uh, but um, I'll elaborate on that later. More! Uh, vote for Roger Moore and Jill. 
I, it, it, this one's a tough call for me, too. I really like both actors for very different reasons, but I put Daniel Craig on the list. Um, he's he's on that list of mine right alongside Pierce Brosnan, again, because he played such a good James Bond. So I'm going to vote. For, give one more vote of love for Daniel and vote for him. Uh, vote for Daniel Craig. But Roger Moore is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the cake fall from View to a Kill versus Bond one-liners. Uh, I am going to vote for the uh, the cake fall, uh, even though I know uh, it's, it's probably not going to move on. And most people don't even remember it. And it came from A View to a Kill, which was one of the worst of the Bond movies. But basically there was a scene where he fell through the roof and landed on a table with a bunch of food on it, including like a cake. This was Roger Moore. And then he got up and there was absolutely no icing or food or anything on him whatsoever. <laughs> and I thought that was such a perfect kind of distillation of what Bond had become by that point. That this was a Bond that did not get dirty. That, that this, nothing's going to mess up the suit. Um, and, you know, maybe that's why uh, they they really shifted the franchise in another direction after that, because it really, you know, at some point starts to become self-parody. But because I just loved that moment, and I thought it was hilarious. And the, the one-liners are better, and they should move on. But I'm going to vote for the cake fall, just because, uh, personally, that was one of my favorite Bond moments. Uh, vote for the cake fall. Uh, Terrace. Yeah, actually, I had, I had to youtube that <laughs> the other day i'm like cake fall cake fall i can't remember but yeah he was on the boat and he fell through at the wedding and then he pans the <laughs> over to the bride and says congratulations or something. <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious. um i like it but yeah the the one-liners are, are what makes bond uh, just like the sexual innuendo i don't know if 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 they're the same though that's the that's i think where i'm having a hard time to vote for one or the other but i think the the one-liners should move on so. i'll vote for one-liners chuck um yeah i'm gonna go with the one-liners as well but uh just to touch upon the cake fall i was actually recently talking to my brother about this before we even made these brackets and uh i was talking about how a lot of times in james bond movies and i pointed to the cake fall in particular like james bond will be in a chase or whatever and uh, he does something which is supposed to be funny, but when you really think about it, James Bond is kind of being like a douche. He's like fucking up someone's wedding, or like in another chase, he like screws up people's car. Like these comedic moments, he really just kind of like screwed someone's whole day or screwed someone's whole wedding. And it's awesome. But I'm going with one-liners. Uh, vote for one-liners. Jill? I'm voting for the one-liners as well. It's, it's like one of the other guys said, it's one of the things that makes Bond Bond. Another vote for one-liners and Chris. You see, when I when I saw Cakefall on the list, I thought it was the entire Eiffel Tower scene rolling through, in the, you know, the the parachute jump and all that sort of stuff. But if it's just Bond falling in a cake, it's <laughs> got to be one-liners. I'll vote for one-liners, and one-liners are moving on. We are on to our next fight. Terrace, this one is yours. It is the Bond formula versus the gadgets. 
Yeah, I think this is a really hard one for me. I, I reread the formula and I'm like so dead on. Like every show is exactly the same in, in that same sense. But, and you know what? I'm going to add something to this. We never had, we didn't put down car chases or boat chases on any of these lists. There's just, I thought I came to it yesterday. I'm like, that's very strange. The formula kind of dictates a, a chase in some sort of sense. But, but I love the gadgets. I think that that, again, that's what kind of makes makes bond is the the gadgets and you know q hanging them out and them out and the interaction between them so gadgets is uh, the way i'm going to vote for this one i'll vote for gadgets chuck uh just to clarify uh what is specifically meant by the bond formula just a, all the elements of bond essentially yeah people have broken it down into about 23 points that every single bond movie follows it's a starting with starting with the uh, the traditional theme kind of thing and ending with the, you know, coming soon after the end credits, the next James Bond will appear and such and such. And they've broken it down to a very specific formula of, you know, you know he does this, 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 and this in a very specific sequence in, in every movie. Okay. Well, I guess the gadgets would kind of be part of the formula then. Yep. Um, I will, at first, at least give some love to the gadgets. Uh, I was kind of disappointed uh, by the lack of gadgets in the newer Daniel Craig Bond movies. I understand they were moving away from the bloated Pierce Brosnan, you know, uh, Icarus satellite and invisible cars and all that ridiculous nonsense. But um, no Q and no gadgets just doesn't seem right. Uh, um, But uh, in terms of Bond formula, I guess that's kind of more all-encompassing um, it's kind of a cop-out, though. It's kind of all the things on the bracket, probably. But I'll go with the Bond formula. I'll vote for the Bond formula. Jill? <laughs> it really does encompass everything in the brackets, but it's part of what makes you know the Bond movies so recognizable. As you know, you kind of know what to expect, so the question is, is how are they going to switch it up to make this one different from the last one kind of thing? And they, they usually do manage to do that, so I'm going to vote for the formula. Another vote for the formula. Chris? I'm going to vote for the gadgets, but only because um, having gone through a lot of the films in the last couple of weeks, um, the cutaways to the gadgets and stuff like that in the um, in the Roger uh, the Sean Connery films are excellent. They're like this, like Thunderbird cutaways, where you get the you know that they're just holding it and the 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 hands are moving, but it's perfectly manicured nails and everything like that. And that that's my reason for voting. It's terrible, but that's my reason. Uh, vote for the gadgets. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one takes the win? Ouch. Oh, damn. I didn't realize it was tied up. Uh, hmm. Well, you know what? I'm not going to let that change things. Uh, I am going to vote for the gadgets uh, because the formula, and, and you know, once you're you're kind of aware of it and you think about it, it is pretty amazing just how, how well they they stick to and reinvent that formula, but that's not something that when I the first time I saw a Bond movie, I didn't know there's a formula. It takes it takes a few. It takes talking about it, but uh, for me, the gadgets have always been something that I just loved about James Bond. I mean, it's it's what makes him like Batman, uh, and uh, and yeah, just just that it goes back to being a kid, and and maybe um, maybe the Bond formula can be problematic because sometimes they don't really accomplish the task of making it unique and sometimes it just becomes sort of imitative and derivative of of other bond stuff so because the formula i think can sometimes be a hindrance also 
Uh, I will vote for gadgets. Uh, vote for the gadgets, and the gadgets are moving on. We are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Mr. Scaramanga versus, what is this, Alec Trevelyan? I don't know. Trevelyan. Trevelyan. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Trevelyan is um, the guy who plays 006 in GoldenEye, who, uh, you know, uh, was originally James Bond's partner. Um, but I'm going to have to go for Scaramanga, because if my memory serves me correctly, that's Christopher Lee who's also supposed to have a superfluous third nipple, Scaramanga. Jill! I am going to vote for Alec, just because I of the two movies, I know that one, uh, Scaramanga was from Goldfinger, right? No, uh, Man, Man with the Golden, Golden Gun. Gun. Oh, Man with the Golden Gun, that's right. Um, of the two, I like Goldeneye better, so because of that, I like that villain a little bit better, so I'm going to vote for him, for Alec. Uh, vote for Alec. Uh, Chris? I'm going to... Uh, go along the lines of the Sean Bean factor for this. Um, Alex Trevelyan was Sean Bean and he died in the opening sequence and Sean Bean always dies in his movies but in Gold, GoldenEye he gets to die twice. He get, dies at the start and dies at the end. So, Alec. Another vote for Alec. Mike? Um, I am going to vote for Scaramanga. Uh, one, Golden Gun beats GoldenEye. <laughs> Two, uh, like, as was mentioned, Christopher Lee, uh, not just Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee with a third nipple and a golden gun made out of and what was it? Uh, not just a midget, Hervé Villachez. This was tattoo before he was tattoo. I, all I can remember is the way he said, Mr. Scaramanga. It was fantastic. They put him in a in a luggage and threw him out the door. And and the golden gun was made from uh, was it a pen, a lighter, and a cigarette case? I yep. I actually spray painted gold a pen, a lighter, and a cigarette box. So it's like a marble box. When I was a kid and tried to attempt to make my own golden gun, is there a prop <laughs> of that? I actually think I would like that. So I love that movie. And uh, yeah, definitely Scaramanga. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Terrace. Which one takes the win? Really? Oh, that's brutal. Um, I actually like both characters. They're 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 both very cool. And, but I'm gonna have to go with uh, Scaramanga too, uh, basically because of the of uh, tattoo too. Actually, that's such a great line. So yes, uh, Mister, the Mister's going forward. Mr. Scaramanga is moving forward, and we were we are on to our next fight. Jill, this one is yours. It is the Goldfinger theme versus James Bond is good at everything: skiing, surfing, uh, microbiology, whatever he needs to be good at, he's good at it. <laughs> I like the Goldfinger theme, but it's one of those that gets stuck in my head because it's kind of annoyingly good. So I'm going to vote for Bond being good at everything because who wouldn't want a guy that's good at everything? Uh, vote for Bond being good at everything. Chris? I'm going to flip that around and vote for the Goldfinger theme because I've been singing it, my wife's been singing it, and my daughter's been singing it ever since I watched it this time last week. Um, it's it's an awesome theme, and it's Shirley Bassey, and she's British, so got to get my vote. Uh, vote for the Goldfinger theme. Mike? Uh, yeah, I will vote for the Goldfinger theme also. Uh, it was uh, a, a great song. It was you know, really one of the first of the 
great Bond themes. Was this was this one Academy Award nominated? I know several of them were. This one may not have been, but uh, Shirley Bassey. It was a, it was actually a successful song, a hit song, and I believe Jimmy Page uh, played guitar on it. What? A vote for Jimmy the Page. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, if in that movie, uh, it might get loud. He was uh, he was like a session musician before he got into the rock and roll, and he oh. was uh, he did a few tracks, a, do, a few licks on that song. Awesome. Another vote for the Goldfinger theme, Terrace. Um, Goldfinger is great, but uh, Bond being just excellent at everything is always just so laughable. <laughs> When he's uh, when he's serping in uh, what was that? Which one was that? Was that World Is Not Enough? Yeah, I don't know. Man. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was just like, I'm like that can't be him. He can't be a good at serping, dude. And he comes in this huge wave, and it's him. Uh, it kills me. And yeah, I just love how he's just excellent at everything, and and that you know if there's if there's uh, something going on, and he needs to fly a plane or jump out of a jump out of a plane or surf. <laughs> he can do it. So yeah, um, Bond is good at everything. He's got to go for it from there. A vote for Bond being good at everything. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Chuck. Which one takes the win? Uh, oof, this is rough. Part of me wants to go with Bond is good at everything, but I'm going to go with the Goldfinger theme because first of all, I could see Bond is good at everything being one of those unexpected things that ends up winning the whole brackets. And uh, second of all, Goldfinger, the theme song, was kind of a first in James Bond, I, Mike kind of touched upon that. Uh, the first preceding movies, um, Dr. No and From Russia With Love had just instrumental um, openings, whereas Goldfinger uh, kind of established one of a part of the Bond formula, if you will, of just kind of like an awesome song in the beginning. Uh, it's really iconic, to use one of our key phrases. So I'm going with the Goldfinger theme. Uh, vote for the Goldfinger theme, and Goldfinger is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It's the first unknown fight of the evening. It is Killer Bagpipes from The World Is Not Enough versus my pick. That's right. I have no picks on here, and it's already been mentioned in the episode. My absolute favorite thing about James Bond is... I thought Christmas only comes once a year. I love the fuck out of that line. I had to put it on here. So it is Killer Bagpipes versus I thought Christmas only comes once a year. Chris, that's yours. Well, having had a couple of um, unknown picks brutally knocked out in the first round, um, it didn't matter what it was up against. I was going to vote for the unknown picks in the first round this time around. So Damon, good pick. is a winner. Uh, vote for I Thought Christmas Only Comes Once a Year. Mike. Um, well, I, I'm going to vote for the Killer Bagpipes um, because Christmas Only Comes Once a Year has already been sort of moved through under sexual innuendo. So uh, I will give uh, Killer Bagpipes uh, a vote. And one-liners. Um, Terrace. I have to. I'm. I'm going to go for the same. Same reasons. Uh, Christmas uh, comes once a year. Just, everybody keeps on saying that, and it's, it's funny every time someone says it. Uh, but uh, killer bagpipes w w were pretty cool. F flamer bagpipes. That's 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 the way to go. So, uh, vote for killer bagpipes, Chuck. Uh, I'm going for Killer Bagpipes too, because as I already mentioned, uh, in World is Not Enough, I remember being like, 
Christmas Jones? What the hell kind of name is that? At the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, that's why they named her Christmas Jones, just for that one joke at the end. Whereas, you don't expect Killer Bagpipes. Boom! A vote for Killer Bagpipes. And Jill... Uh, both of these are technically covered already the, with the the one-liners and the gadgets going through already. But the the bagpipes made made me laugh out loud when I saw it in the movie. So I'm gonna vote for that. A vote for bagpipes. You mean seeing Denise Richards as any kind of scientist didn't make you laugh out loud? <laughs> it totally did. I know. I <laughs> Killer bagpipes. Moving on through. On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Sean Connery versus Live and Let Die. The Guns N' Roses version. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I since, since this one was specifically called out the Guns N' Roses version, uh, I, will, I will vote for Sean Connery. I'm glad that it's the Guns N' Roses version because that way I don't feel bad for voting against it. Um, I probably would have voted against it against for sean connery anyway uh you know he he was the definitive bond uh for i mean he he began it he's he he started it if there were no sean connery there would be no james bond franchise hmm jared i'm sorry uh so i'll vote for sean connery I'll vote for sean connery mike unleashing jared's monster early on uh terrace I actually said the live and let die one. I will admit to that. I actually like the version a lot, but I you can't go against Sean Connery, so I'm going to vote against my pick. Actually, yeah, Sean's got to move on for sure. Uh, vote for Sean Connery, Chuck. Yeah, how's the bucket head? Get over here, Ugh. Sean Connery. Jill, I can't stand the Guns N' Roses version, so I'm glad Sean Connery's winning the vote. But I would vote for him anyway, no matter what he was up against. Uh, Chris. Clean sweep. Easy as that. Sean Connery beats Live and Let Die. I'm sorry, I love when the, when the, uh, what do you call those things? Violins come into that version. I think it's badass. Fuck you people. Uh, <laughs> to our next fight. Terrace, this one is yours. Uh, the tanker that eats a submarine, that eats submarines versus Sheriff W. Pepper. J.W. Pepper. Uh, J.W. Pepper. There's a J, a J there? Yeah. Well, not on the, the bracket. It's a typo. Okay, well, I have to... Because there's a J there, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, this was hard, because I, I didn't know if the tanker goes... Is it a gadget, do you think? No. It's a tanker. Hmm. I just listened to the whole sequence of all sheriffs... Mr. Sheriff Pepper's... Uh, one-liners, and they were really funny, I have to admit. But the tanker, uh, anything that eats submarines is, is super cool. So, And that's really a James Bond uh, thing. All these just kind of a super cool, uh, um, bigger uh, machines also. So uh, I'm going to go with the, the tanker for sure. A vote for the tanker. Chuck. Sure, a tanker that eats submarines is cool, but not as cool as a spaceship that eats other spaceships. Uh, what was that in um, From Russia with Love? I forget. But uh, Sheriff J.W. Pepper, I'm going to vote for just for sheer camp value. Initially, when I first saw him, I'm like, what the hell is this character doing in the movie? Uh, and it's just kind of like making fun of like, uh, like a Southerner type stuff. And uh, it's almost like in the line of uh, Jackie Gleason uh, being the sheriff in um, 
uh, Smokey and the Bandit. So I'm going for JW. Uh, vote for JW. Jill. I'm going to vote for the tanker just because that seems more along the lines of the coolness factor that we're always looking for in the James Bond movies. The sheriff, he was great for a few giggles, but other than the one movie, you know, he's forgettable. Two. Two movies? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, vote, I'll still vote for the tanker. Uh, vote for the tanker. Uh, Chris. I'm going to vote for the tanker because... It's it's comic relief in a James Bond movie, and the comic relief from a James Bond movie is James Bond saying something or doing something after he kills someone. So, tanker. Uh, vote for the tanker. And Mike? Uh, I will give a, a little bit of love to Sheriff J.W. Pepper. Uh, he was played by Clifton James, who basically played the exact same character in Superman 2. Uh, <laughs> and he stood up to another Brit, namely General Zod. So uh, I will uh, I will throw a, a pity vote to him, uh, even though a uh, tanker that, that eats submarines is really fucking awesome. And it is also moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. Uh, it is Pussy Galore versus All MacGuffins. This is a tough one because Pussy Galore, well, Goldfinger in general is kind of like the first really official James Bond movie and by that I mean it has all of the elements you know, the song, the gadgets um, and like a pussy galore was like not subtle at all, it was pretty obvious you know uh, um, so it's pretty classic, I'm tempted to vote for that but I'm going to go for the one I originally picked uh, to be on the bracket which is the MacGuffins I'm sure you all know what a MacGuffin is it's something that you, uh, the main characters spend the whole movie looking for everything revolves around it but it itself is not very important like for instance in man with a golden gun they have to get the solex agitator what the hell is that we don't know it does something important but the whole movie is just about trying to get the solex agitator and every james bond movie has a MacGuffin, um and without him james bond wouldn't have a mission so i'm going for the MacGuffins. a uh, vote for the MacGuffins, jill there's no doubt the MacGuffins are, you know, a key part of the formula. But I put Pussy Galore on the list, and I'm going to vote for her because she's awesome. If I, she's, I mean, she's got the great name. She's got, she's got the whole package. She was, you know, she was very suave and sophisticated and kind of in your face. And she's, she's powerful and she's strong. She's got minions. It's like if I was, I would, I would totally be her if I could. A uh, vote for Pussy Galore. Is she related to a lot of vagina? <laughs> Chris, um, I'm I'm gonna have to vote for Pussy Galore, mainly because if if you were releasing like a, a PG-13 movie now and tried to get one of your main characters called Pussy Galore, you wouldn't have a chance in hell. So for nostalgia value and the fact that they're stuck with it now, there's nothing they can do. I'm gonna vote for Pussy. <laughs> uh, vote for Pussy Galore, Mike. Uh, I I love pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's your vote? I will always vote for pussy. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, vote for pussy. <laughs> and Terrace. This is killing me. Oh my god. Um. 
Well, logically, I should go for the McGuffins, but I have to just go for Pussy Galore. That's just too good to be. Do not move on. So Pussy Galore's got got to have my vote. A vote for Pussy Galore. It's all over the place. And she's moving on into the next round. And we're on to our next fight. Jill, this one is yours. It is the title sequences versus the submarine Lotus. The Lotus, the submarine Lotus is very cool, but you got to go for the title sequences. They're always, they're creative. They're kind of, they always try to be tantalizing. It's always new kind of graphics and whatnot. It's, it's part of the classic James Bond. I vote for the title sequences. Uh, vote for the title sequences. Chris? Yeah, I agree with that. The, the submarine Lotus as a one shot is awesome. And, and as I, when I was growing up, um, the submarine Lois was the thing I wanted to have. I needed to have a car that I could go underwater with. Where I would go, God only knows, because I could only get to like France or Belgium, and it would be rubbish. But um, title sequences, I think that's going to be a, a heavyweight in this fight. So title sequences. Another vote for the title sequences. Mike? Uh, I will also vote for the title sequences. Uh, I think they are among, if not the very best title sequences in all of movies. Uh, vote for the title sequences, Terrace. Yeah, I'll vote for the title sequences also. I think that that, that for me actually, title sequences in Bond make the movie. Like that's, I think that's the best part of the whole movie. Quite frankly, I think it's just awesome to to have that those visuals and and uh, almost always a good song. And uh, yeah, I love the title sequences that, uh, for Bond. So for sure, that's that's my vote. Another vote for title sequences, and Chuck, is it a clean sweep? Uh, no, I was going to vote for title sequences, but I'm going to give some love to the submarine Lotus. It's cool, and I already voted for um, specifically the Goldfinger theme, which I think is probably one of the best title sequences. Um, so I'll give some love to a submarine car. A love to a submarine car. Uh, but title sequences is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. I personally think it's easy. It's the James Bond theme song versus Death by Sharks. Now, is this Death by Sharks or Death by Sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads? Pretty sure it's just regular sharks. Just regular sharks? Well, You can James put Bond laser beams on them if you like. Uh, I, I know how lasers work and they don't really hurt that much unless you've got a really big power attached to them. Um, the James Bond theme tune is iconic. You can you know the James Bond theme tune after two notes. That's all I need to say. James Bond theme tune. Uh, vote for the James Bond theme song. Mike? Yeah, um, you know, we we actually have not abused iconic... Uh, as much as as we often do, especially in, in these more generic best ofs, um, but I don't think uh, any reference to iconic when discussing this theme song uh, is is inappropriate. It is probably the most easily and quickly recognizable character theme, more so than Superman or Indiana Jones or even Darth Vader, um, and uh, and it's. It's last. I mean, God, it's 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 lasted forever. It it is its own its own cultural meme. Everybody knows. Well, I guess if you don't know what that what that theme is, even if to, after just a few notes, probably not listening to this show. But you haven't made it this far, exactly. Uh, let's see, uh, Terrence. 
Oh yeah, for sure. The theme song's got to move on. It's a, it's always a, it's kind of like the theme song for Star Trek for me. You know, when I go to a Star Trek movie, they always have a very similar theme song all the way through, and that always that song always puts a smile on my face when I'm watching it. And the same thing always happens with the James Bond thing. You know, if you if you hear the song, and you're watching a movie, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm in a good spot. So yeah, for sure, the theme song. Another vote for the theme song, Chuck. Um. I logically should vote for the theme song, but it's going to win anyway. I'm going to give some love to Death by Sharks. Um, between Thunderball and then I forget the Roger Moore movie where there's a, a villain who has sort of an underground lair. And um, he brings in these two guys and it looks like he's going to accuse them of betraying him. And he asks the secretary to leave the room. She goes into the elevator. The elevator becomes a tube that shoots her into a thing of sharks or is it piranhas? I don't know. I'm going to you know, pretend it's sharks. but uh, And then the guys leave on a helicopter, and then it explodes. Death by sharks, man. It's awesome. Villains killing people in an unnecessary, elaborate way. <laughs> a vote for death by sharks. <laughs> and Jill. Gotta love the sharks, but I'm voting for the theme song. And the theme song is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Q... Versus supervillain hideouts, secret hideouts. This is this is really tough because I am a huge fan of supervillain secret hideouts, but supervillain secret hideouts are really go way beyond Bond. I mean, my favorite supervillain secret hideouts would be comic book supervillain secret hideouts, um, then probably cartoon character uh, supervillain secret hideouts. Um, although the Bond ones are great, they are amongst many other things. But Q, again, it goes back to the gadgets. You know, that's that's Bond to me. And uh, Q is so awesome that they basically had to give one to Batman eventually. Because it worked so much better to have this other guy make everything and show you how to do it. And that way, he shows the audience how it works. So uh, everybody gets all the info they need to know. Um, great stuff. It's Q. Uh, vote for Q. Terrace. Yeah, I think this is a hard one, too. I've I, I really kind of debated back back and forth, and I hadn't make, made a decision till now. I think the... I, I love Q. I think that the, the gadgets are a huge part of the, the whole uh, being Bond, but I think that, that Q and the gadgets kind of go to hand in hand to, for me. I think they're kind of the same thing. So I'm going to give the love to the supervillain secret hideouts, because uh, it's always neat to find out where the the villain is actually going to be. So, uh, yeah, supervillain secret hideouts. Uh, vote for the supervillain secret hideouts. Chuck? Yeah, I gotta go for Q. I always really liked Q. I uh, always enjoyed how he was always irritated that James Bond was always messing up all his great equipment. Um, he was played by an uh, actor named Desmond Lewin, who um, is the one actor to appear in um, most James Bond movies. If you think about it, uh, he was in James Bond movies, I think, from, if it wasn't Dr. No, it was from Russia with, uh, with Love all the way up until the late 90s when he died. And he died because he got hammered, got in his car, and careened off the road in Ireland. I gotta go with Desmond Lewin, who played Q. No love for John Cleese. Uh, vote for Q. Uh, he, was, he was R, not Q. I could swear he was Q. No, he was R. Oh, was he R? Okay. He was, yeah. he was Q in the last two Films. Yeah, I thought it was like a joke that one of the no. bonds made that he was, he's like, what are you? Does that make you R? But I think, don't they call him Q now? 
Yeah, I don't know. I know Q is supposed to stand for quartermaster, but I remember them calling him R, but uh, you might be right. That might have just been kind of a joke. There we go. See, uh, Jill? Um, this one's not hard for me. It's Q. James Bond, I mean, we keep talking about, you know, what makes Bond Bond, and one of the things that makes it who he is is Q and his gadgets, and without Q, there wouldn't be such cool gadgets. So, I mean, Q even says in one of the movies, he says, if it hadn't been for the Q branch, you'd have been dead long ago. You know, I think that sums it up pretty good. Another vote for Q, and Chris. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for Q as well. I, I was gonna go on a. Um, there is no Q in Casino Royale, and and that that turns out okay. But there's no supervillain secret hideout in there either. All and Q has a presence. He's just not on screen in that film. So so Q. And Q takes the win. We are on to our next fight, Terrence. This one is yours. It is Jill Masterson painted Golden Goldfinger versus Money Penny. Yeah, I, I really like Money Penny as a character. I think uh, the interaction between them two is always kind of cute, and uh, and uh, and I think that it really adds to all James Bonds. I really like Money Penny, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Money Penny. Uh, vote for Money Penny, Chuck. Yeah, I'm going to go with Money Paint 2. I still like Jill Masterson painted in gold, but, um, you know, you can't really do much with a dead woman without seeming like a freak. So uh, Money Penny, on the other hand, uh, appears in the vast majority of James Bond movies. And uh, what's cool about Money Penny is kind of like her evolution as a character over the years, almost kind of like parallels the treatment of women in the United States. Like, first she's just kind of like a super fawning, trying to always get together with James Bond. Then with, like, Timothy Dalton, then you have kind of, like, the more, uh, in the Pierce Brosnan, you have, like, a money penny that's kind of, like, uh, uh, he's trying to hit on her, and she's deflecting his uh, approaches, and you have kind of, like, a more post-feminist um, money penny. I know I'm kind of getting maybe a little too intellectual here for fucking James Bond, but money penny. Another vote for money penny. Jill. <laughs> Chuck, I don't think you're too intellectual at all. That's just about everything that I was going to say about her. So I uh, second all of that and vote for Money Penny. Right on. More Money Penny. Chris. Yeah, I'm going to vote for Money Penny as well because um, of, of one thing, one line. It's the, uh, uh, you always were a cunning linguist. That, that line. <laughs> it, it's, it's an awesome line. So, yeah, Money Penny. Another vote for Money Penny and Mike. Uh, I am going to vote for Joe Masterson painted gold in Goldfinger. Um, it's it is a great iconic image. Uh, it's it's been uh, imitated and repeated, uh, you know, time and time again. Uh, Money Penny has been in all the Bond movies, um, but maybe that that you know to me works against it because maybe she's just still too background. Whereas. This was this was a, a, a evil, twisted, diabolical way to kill somebody, and uh, and and that's really I think what made Goldfinger for me the first real great Bond villain. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, with uh, the Goldfinger scene. I'll vote for a naked lady painted, but Money Penny takes the win. And Chuck, you were right, and we were right. Uh, and the world is not enough. John Cleese is R, but in the next movie he appears as Q. So, 
He does actually play both Q and R. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess he got promoted, right? Uh, I guess. <laughs> we are at our last fight of the first round. It's another unknown. It is GoldenEye versus my father's pick. I went to my dad for this one because I forgot to get to <laughs> Jared and Karen in enough time. Uh, my dad said his way with the ladies. That's what what he put on. That's what he likes best about James Bond. But it's up against Goldeneye, and Chuck, that one is yours. Um, I'm going to have to go with Goldeneye. Uh, three of my favorite James Bond movies all have gold in the title. Man with a Golden Gun, Goldeneye, and Goldfinger. Um, and uh, we got kind of a, a generational gap here, because Goldeneye is actually the first... Uh, James Bond movie I saw in the theater. I had seen James Bond movies on TV, um, and I was so psyched for all the other Pierce Brosnan ones. They weren't as good, but it's definitely one of the best, most solid movies. Um, really enjoy it. Someone clipping their nails or something? Um, I gotta go with Goldeneye. It's just a freaking awesome movie. Uh, vote for Goldeneye. Jill. <laughs> Again, I second almost all of that. Goldeneye was the first uh, Bond movie I saw in the theater, too. And, uh, and Goldfinger is another one of my favorites, but I like Live and Let Die better than Man with a Golden Gun, as far as okay. Roger Moore movies. But, but um, yeah, of course, you know, part of the things that makes James Bond who he is is his way with the ladies. But we come to expect it, and a lot of times now you just kind of roll your eyes at the way he goes about it. But I'm going to vote for Goldeneye because I think it is one of the better movies. Uh, vote for Goldeneye. Chris. Um, I would love to vote for Goldeneye, but in my solidarity to the unknown picks, I will vote for his way with the ladies. Uh, vote for his way with the ladies. Mike? I will also vote for his way with the ladies. Uh, one, because uh, that is that really is kind of definitive bond uh, for me in a lot of ways also. And because it reflects a, a pick that I actually inadvertently left off the list. I was going to put this in, but I, I forgot to put it in. Uh, but it is the uh, the fighting to fucking ratio in James Bond movies. And you can actually chart in James Bond movies how many times he fights versus how many times he has sex. And, uh, and generally in most of the movies, uh, there are more fights than sex. I think the, it actually crosses at Moonraker and there's more sex in Moonraker and it goes down. This chart was made back... Um, Way before the internet, this was like in a star log or, or some some fanzine or something. So it was it was uh, really when Roger Moore was still uh, was still Bond, maybe maybe immediately after that, maybe T Timothy Dalton. Um, but that was always something pretty impressive, and you definitely see starting at Doctor No, much much more fighting, and then as time progresses, there's more more and more fucking in every Bond movie. And that's kind of because James Bond becomes, you know, he's really, I think, more famous for that than for his fighting or his toughness. Because that's really been there with, with every Bond. So, the ladies. A vote for the way his way with ladies. And Terrace, it is all tied up. It comes down to you. Which one takes the win? <laughs> yeah, I think your dad's got it right. The, with ladies. That's a perfect unknown. So, uh, uh, I'm going to vote for your unknown. That's great. His way with the ladies takes the win, and Goldeneye goes down. Wow. And I guess we'll be back right after this. 
1967, an international secret agent was cryogenically frozen in case the world ever required his services again. Now, evil is threatening the Earth, and the time has come to bring him back into the 90s. It's not unusual. Allow myself to introduce myself. Danger Powers Personal Effects. Actually, my name is Austin Powers. Danger's my middle name. I'm gonna need you to sign these release forms. Okay, name. Sex? Yes, please. In his time, he was the coolest secret agent alive. Unfortunately... It's freedom, baby, yeah! This is not his time. He's a swinger in a square world. A lot's changed since 1967. Bring on the sexy stews, man! Yeah! We're called flight attendants now. And he's a stranger in a strange land. This is my mother, Mrs. Exposition. Lovely. No, Austin! What have you done? That's not your mother, it's a man, baby! No, Why won't this no, wig come no. off? Well, now you shake it to the left. Ow! That really hurt. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Mike Myers. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Elizabeth Hurley. Don't forget these. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Austin Powers. International man of mystery. Always wanting to have fun, Austin. That's you in a nutshell. No, this is me in a nutshell. Help! I'm in a nutshell. This year, in Chicago, join Geek Fights Live on a special mission at C2E2. Investigate all Geek Fights Live shows, meetups, and hangouts. Your mission will be to rendezvous with your favorite Geek Fights hosts. Game and Shaw. Testcraft. Brian Townsend. And Geek Fights, most talented, most handsome, guest panelist, Alan. And what Geek Fights live event could be complete without the shark? Like our tease, bitches. For further intelligence, monitor all Geek Fights episodes. Imperative information can also be found at geekfights.net and c2e2.com. We'll see you in Chicago at this year's C2E2. This is not Thomas Jefferson. This is Tom Jameson. And if you want to improve your communication and leadership skills, go to toastmasters.org. And you're listening to Geek Fights. And we're back doing what we do every week. Coming at you with Jarrett Formby, trademark geek cred. 
Uh, let's start off with you, Chuck. What's your geek cred? Okay. Um, I uh, spent lots of time and money uh, collecting uh, oil paintings of Star Trek characters. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, everyone knows uh, I'm from Jersey. Well, well, not everyone, the people that listen to the podcast, uh, which is almost everyone. Uh, in terms of James Bond, I'm a big James Bond fan, seen all the movies multiple times. Um, and uh, in fact, me and my brother have a tradition uh, in December. We try to watch as many James Bond movies as possible, and we call it uh, the 007 Days of Christmas. This was born out of the fact that when we used to go to uh, my cousin's house for Christmas, there'd usually be a James Bond marathon on. One year we went there, there was no James Bond marathon. And I said, something has to be done about this. So every year, we break out the James Bond DVDs, try to watch as many James Bond as possible during December. Man, it's not, it's, you know, awesome being a gangster. That's me. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. Uh, Jill! See, now this is weird. Jill wasn't originally supposed to be on the episode, but I guess Mike mentioned something about it to her, and she was like, I really want to go on! And I had no idea Jill was a James Bond fan. Uh, Jill, what is your geek cred? Well, that was pretty close. I actually saw you posted on Facebook asking who wanted to be on Bond, so I went to Mike and said, if it's not full, put me on it. Um, as far as my geek cred goes with James Bond, it's just, it's just I'm just a big fan of the movies. I've seen all of them except for the George Lazenby one, and I've seen them all multiple times. Um, but it, my rest of my geek, Greek, Greek, ah, can't even talk. Geek cred doesn't change from the previous ones I've been on. I'm a fantasy geek, which has nothing to do with James Bond, but that's okay. Oh no, James Bond is very clearly boy fantasy. <laughs> I, I think That's it's girl true. fantasy too for uh, some people. For Definitely some. with the last two Bonds. <laughs> uh, if, it was, uh, if it was Greek cred, you'd be throwing Molotov cocktails at the government building. You know? That's true. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And I don't do that. So. <laughs> I don't think Greek and credit really are two words that go together these days. But <laughs> <laughs> talk to somebody who that's actually affecting directly almost uh mr chris mitchell all the way across the pond what is your geek cred uh my main geek cred is i'm one of the bloggers on the geek fights blog i am the shining light and beacon of geek fights uk um for this episode i actually tried to watch all all the bond films in a 12-day period and i actually managed to get to eight before I went absolutely batty and couldn't stand Bond anymore. So uh, I had a little bit of a break and, and, and came back a couple of days ago and started watching them again. So it's kind of a good thing that I had the 12 days that we had the the, the opportunity to watch them. Because if we'd have done it in like six days, I would have gone on here and said everything was shit. So geek cred, uh, that, would... <laughs> that works. And all the way from Alberta, right? Alberta, Canada. Yes, that's correct. Mr. Terrace. Yeah, uh, I love all things geek, uh, comic books, uh, wargaming, the whole bit. Uh, James Bond has always been a, a big part of uh, my family's uh, uh, geekiness, actually. We always uh, got together and uh, watch uh, James Bond, especially on Sundays. Uh, uh, Westerns and Bond are, are synonymous with Sundays, so... Uh, James Bond's been with us with me for a long time, and uh, I love I love all, all of them. Actually, they're they're great. Even if even if we can just laugh our asses off at them, they're still great. So uh, yeah, and of course I uh, run uh, Geek Nation tours. Uh, we go to all places geeky all around the world. Do you have a James Bond tour yet? 
Not yet. Uh, I am thinking of uh, several things to, to do a, a Britain uh, kind of all-in-one type thing. So uh, uh, Doctor Who, uh, James Bond, Prisoner, that kind of thing. So uh, it, it is kind of in the, in the works for sure. Rock and roll! If you head to Plymouth, you can visit my house. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll keep you in mind. That would be awesome. If you, you have space for like 30 people or so. I, I can make space. We don't need sofas or beds or anything. I can make space. There's no worries. Awesome. All right. Let's jump back into fighting. Uh, Jill, this one is yours. Ooh, that's kind of hard. It I know. Is, it is Pierce Brosnan versus sexual innuendo. Pierce Brosnan versus sex. Can I have them both? That's, uh, I'm going to have to go with Pierce just because, like I said, he's my favorite. He's my favorite of the Bonds. Uh, vote for Pierce. Chris? I think, um, again, we, we, we go back to, you, you have to pick out moments and things like that when you get to, to, to this sort of matchup. Um, my favorite sexual innuendo line is a line from Pierce Brosnan. Um, it, it's hard. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to go with sexual innuendo, but only because it's something that moves across every Bond and every movie, and it 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 will carry on as long as they carry on making movies. Brosnan is a very very good Bond, and like I said before, he was let down by the films he was in. If he was in better movies, uh, he would probably be more highly thought of as as a genuine Bond actor. But my vote is for sexual innuendo. Uh, vote for sex, Mike. Yeah, the the sexual innuendo uh, it outlived Sean Connery and it outlived Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan and it will outlive Daniel Craig. It is one of those one of those kind of essential things. And you know, Bond really maybe pioneered is not not the right word, but but when Bond was started doing this back in the 60s uh it was it was a different climate towards that that sort of of innuendo in movies um sure it had always been there but it's not there the way it is now and and certainly they they've continued to up the level of the innuendo to the point where yeah it's not really a lot of it's not innuendo it's actually uh you know just really blatant just just to kind of get its point across um but because that really has been such an essential part of the series from the start and, and will continue to, to be so, uh, I'm going to vote for the sexual innuendo. Uh, vote for innuendo. Terrace. Yeah, I think you're right about uh, uh, this being kind of the point where you try to figure out how you're going to vote in the future. And I think that my logic uh, is going to be what, is, what makes that essential bond, what is that, that uh, the, the form of the bond, what is going to be how I'm going to try to vote for from now on. So I think the the sexual innuendo has to move on because that's how, what a what a bond is. Uh, not uh, Pierce Brosnan is a great bond, but uh, I think I'm going to vote for the the form of the bond. So sex goes forward for me. Uh, vote for sexual innuendo and Chuck. Uh, before Gold uh, Goldeneye. Uh, I only know Pierce Brosnan as that dude that Mrs. Doubtfire throws a cantaloupe at his head. Uh, but from now on, I always think of him as James Bond. And, you know, sexual innuendo is going to move on anyway. I'm going to give some love to Pierce Brosnan. Don't take that the wrong way. Um, but, 
you know, one of the great things about being a James Bond fan is um, kind of like the discussions as to who played a better Bond. And Pierce Brosnan is kind of like one in the line of staple Bonds. Sure, except from GoldenEye, a lot of the movies stunk. But he himself played a good Bond, and I liked him being Bond until he got really fat and needed a freaking girdle towards the end. But, um, yeah, I like Pierce Brosnan, and I uh, like the whole line of James Bond guys, even George Lazenby. Um, it's kind of part of uh, Bond royalty, if you will, sort of like the succession of presidents. You know, who? Uh, how was this, uh, you know, James Bond's administration, you know, in terms of his performance as Bond? So uh, I'm going to, you know, vote for Brosnan. I'll vote for Pierce Brosnan. And by the wrong way, you mean you were going to lovingly bend him over and insert, right? <laughs> no, no, I mean it's just being a fan. I, I didn't want people to think I wasn't going to bend him over. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you yeah. would bend him over if you had the Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I've tried a couple times, but, you know, now I have a record. <laughs> Slash fake. <laughs> Sexual innuendo is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is Roger Moore. Oh, actually, let's let's throw this out there. Sir Roger Moore versus one-liners. See, I, I come back to the same argument I made on the last fight, that, that you 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 have to you have to go along with, with moments and and Moore's one-liners are not as good as some of the other one-liners that are in the series, but Roger Moore was was the Bond I, I grew up with, um, and it, it's it's a tricky one. Um, I'm pretty sure that that by the end of the fight, we'll we'll definitely have one-liners influencing decisions and picks. Um, so I'll I'll throw some love to Roger Moore. I'll vote for Roger Moore, Mike. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to have to go back to the, you know, Roger Moore was, uh, was my first Bond and, and was the definitive Bond for me. And even though I may, I may like some of the other Bonds more, uh, there's always going to be a soft spot in my heart for, uh, for Roger. Another vote for Roger Moore, Terrace. Well, I'm going to try to stick with the same logic. Uh, what's the what's the pinnacle of of Bondness? And um, the one-liners makes the the, the Bond. Uh, Roger Moore is again a great Bond, but the one-liners is 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 uh, iconic. So I'm going to go with one-liners. A uh, vote for one-liners, Chuck. Um, I'm going to go with Roger Moore because I always liked Roger Moore's one-liners. I mean, Roger Moore um, uh, kind of add a little more. Uh, comedy humor to the character of James Bond. Some people think, you know, that's a, uh, bad. I don't. Um, I just really like Roger Moore a lot. He was probably my favorite Bond when I was a kid. Now I like Sean Connery the best, but uh, um, yeah, Roger Moore is the man. Uh, vote for Roger Moore and Jill. I'm going to vote for the one-liners for the same reason that you guys all voted for the sexual innuendo in the last one because it's part of the you know quintessential James Bond. A vote for one-liners. But Roger Moore is moving on. Wow, that's surprising somewhat. Roger Moore is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the Gadgets versus Mr. Scaramanga. 
Yeah, it's funny. There do seem to be a lot of, of matchups where it's something that is really a big, broad encompasses many, many Bond movies and stories and elements versus something very specific, um, be it a specific scene, a specific moment, um, a specific actor. And here we've got another one of those, you know, the gadgets, which, as I said, were one of the things that was the most fun against a, a singular Bond villain who, you know, has a lot of things going for it. And uh, uh, I'm going to, you know, in, in this one, I think I'm going to go with the gadgets. I mean, I seem to be waffling on whether or not I use the logic of does it, is it something that is so pervasive? But uh, in this instance, it really does stand out. And like I said, as a as a personal favorite, uh, the gadgets were always one of uh, one of the coolest things about Bond. It's really, you know, I I could not be a super spy. I I will never have that way with the ladies. But uh, you know. If somebody wanted to give me, you know, a car or a laser or an exploding pen or something like that, uh, sure, I, I could go with that. I'll vote for the gadgets. Terrace. Yeah, same logic. Gadgets got to move over, um, got, um, move on, I rather. It's uh, one of the coolest things about Bond and, and uh, um, much, uh, much more cooler than the... Uh, the Scaramanda. So, uh, Gadget's got to move on. Another vote for Gadgets. Chuck? I'm going with Scaramanga. I mean, he has a powerful weapon. He charges a million a shot. An assassin who's second to none. The man with the golden gun. And furthermore, um, Christopher Lee is actually uh, like a cousin or step-cousin to Ian Fleming, the man that wrote all the books. And um, even though it's kind of campy, I really like Man with the Golden Gun a lot. And the man with the golden gun is fighting Bond with sort of a gadget, the golden gun. Boom, Scaramanga. Uh, vote for Mr. Scaramanga. Uh, Jill? I'm going to vote for the gadgets. Enough uh, said. <laughs> uh, Chris? Explain themselves. Uh, I'm going to vote for Scaramanga, but mainly because he's the only villain that we've got on this list. Plus, Galore's on the list. Yeah, yeah, she's not a main. She's villain. not really a villain, is she? You know, it, it, there's no, there's no Goldfinger on here. Um, we'll, we'll keep a villain alive. Let, let's go for Scaramanga. I'm gonna change my vote to Scaramanga. Really, you're gonna change your vote? They, they. I was, I was on the fence. I mean, I love. He's one of my favorite villains, and I went iconic because you know you kind of should. But I think deep down inside, I was thinking Scaramanga, and and they swayed me. A villain, Bond villain. That's that's what he's the symbol of. Bond is, Bond is who he is because he has great villains. He has three nipples. It was <laughs> good. And Mr. Scaramanga is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Terrace, this one is yours. It is the Goldfinger theme versus Killer Bagpipes. Yeah, uh, Killer Bagpipes are cool, but uh, again, I'm going to go with the iconic. Uh, Goldfinger is... is uh, if not the best, but one of the best uh, uh, theme songs. So uh, I'm going to go with Goldfinger, the great song. And and, uh, and you could probably play Killer Bagpipes while trying to play to uh, Goldfinger. So uh, Goldfinger is going to be the one. Uh, vote for the Goldfinger theme. Chuck? Um, I'm going to go with the Guns N' Roses version of the Goldfinger theme. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, man, I gotta go with the man with the minus touch, a spider's touch. 
Goldfinger. Goldfinger! Jill? <laughs> I'll continue it. I'll go with Goldfinger theme. It's definitely one of the most memorable ones. Uh, Chris? If you've actually heard bagpipes being played, they're killer. Without <laughs> actually having bullets in them. So I'll throw some love towards bagpipes because they really are just the worst instrument that's ever been invented. <laughs> oh, the guitar is pretty bad. Uh, vote for killer bagpipes. Mike? Uh, I will vote for the uh, Goldfinger theme because then I have a good outro. All right. He does it all the time. Uh, vote for the Goldfinger theme. Goldfinger theme is moving on. Uh, let's go to this slaughter fest. It is Sean Connery versus the tanker that eats submarines. Chuck? You got to go with Connery. I mean, come on. He's uh, James Bond and Indiana Jones' father. Uh, vote for Connery. Jill? I second that. Go for Connery. Chris? Uh, it's a tanker that eats submarines against Sean Connery. Um, Sean Connery was in Highlander, which was crap. Tanker that eats submarines <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> Tanker that eats submarines. And that's geek logic. No, he was in Zardoz. That was crap. A vote for a tanker that eats submarines. He's been in a lot of crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a, he has a scat fetishist, so, you know. Uh, Mike? Oh, jeez. I want to vote for the tanker that eats submarines, because I didn't last time. Um... But I'm afraid that it might actually go on because if one other person is going to vote that way, it wins. And, uh, you know, it is Sean Connery. And, yeah, he may have done a lot of crap, but he's also done uh, a lot more awesome. Uh, so just as Bond and even just beyond, as being, as having incredible geek cred as an actor, uh, I'll vote for Sean Connery. I'll vote for Sean Connery and Terrace. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna go with uh, Sean Connery because I I think he would beat the tanker that eats submarines. I don't think the the, the tanker could eat Sean Connery. He's uh, his uh, iconic and uh, able to smash small submarines in a in a in an instant with just his accent actually. So Sean Connery is gonna be the way to go. Another vote for Sean Connery. You know, I, you, nobody mentioned that Sean Connery was in The Rock, reprising his role as possibly James Bond. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he plays it. A, a, a former British spy. Um, yeah, James Bond would be in prison, though. Come on. No, of course not. No. Uh, on to our next fight. Jill, this one is yours. A lot of vagina versus <laughs> <laughs> the title sequences. <laughs> Now, I think the title sequences should go on because they are, as we've said, you know, part of the coolest part of the James Bond movies. But I am a fan of Pussy Galore. How could you not love her? So I'm going to give her some love and vote for her. A vote for Pussy Galore. Uh, Chris? See, this is where we start getting a twist in the fights because I have to vote for Pussy Galore because of my <laughs> earlier argument. <laughs> you cannot call a character Pussy Galore in a film that's made now and have it released to the general public unless it's an, you know, uh, uh, an R-rated movie. Pussy Galore is absolutely perfect. And it, it, it's, it is quintessential Bond because, like I said earlier, you can't get rid of it now. You're stuck with that name forever. Pussy Galore. A vote for Pussy Galore and a PG rating. Uh, Mike? 
Uh, I'm going to vote for the title sequences. Um, they are, uh, you know, certainly very iconic. And again, like I said, I, I, I think some of the best title sequences ever. And, uh, you know, as much as I do love Pussy, uh, I am also reminded here that uh, Pussy is also often turns out to be evil and really nothing but trouble. <laughs> so I will vote for title sequences. <laughs> I'll vote for title sequences. I- I'm glad it was you, because I eventually was going to do that if Pussy Glory keeps going on. Uh, Terrace? All the more reason to keep her going on. <laughs> I know! <laughs> Why do I have to go behind Mike? That's so my- <laughs> God, tears in my eyes here. Hang on, i got to clear them. That's very funny. Well, I like Pussy also. Uh, the The title sequence has got to go on. This, again, one of my favorite things about Bond, and I, I'm not going to fight against that one. For me, I think that that should go to the final round. So, um, title sequences. Uh, vote With for almost the- voting for Pussy. <laughs> vote for the title sequences. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Chuck. Which one takes the win? Hmm, I mean, Pussy is really awesome, but it's only good during certain times of the month, whereas the uh, title sequences are always good. In fact, I recently, uh, well, not recently, a while ago, I burned a CD with all the songs from the title sequences uh, and had it in my car. That's how cool I am. And I was driving around listening to it. I picked up a buddy of mine. He gets in my car, and it's in the middle of, like, a Carly Simon song for Spy Who Loved Me. And he was just like, what the fuck are you listening to? I said, James Bond, man. Title sequences. Boom. Uh, vote for the title sequences. Pussy Galore, not a cunning linguist. Uh, so she goes down. <laughs> title sequences move on. And we are on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. Ooh, this is a hard one. It is the theme song versus Q. Uh, that is a really hard fight. Uh... <sighs> okay. I'm going to lowest common denominator. The the new James Bond has no cue, but it has James Bond theme song. And like I said before, the James Bond theme song is probably one of the only songs I can think of off the top of my head that I can get in two notes. Two notes, that's all it takes, and you know it's James Bond. So I vote for the theme song. I'll vote for the theme song. Mike? Uh, I will also vote for the theme song. Um, when I think Q, uh, first I will think a letter. Then I will think a Star Trek character. Uh, then I may think James Bond. Then billiards? Uh, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> um, and there, there are other strange cues in there, but... Uh, the James Bond theme, uh, like, you don't need to hear the whole theme. It's it's a couple of notes, and you uh, you know what you you know what you're listening to. Uh, I just did a Google search, and there's uh, 4.7 million results uh, for the James Bond theme. So uh, that's again, like I said, the the thing on this list that you could most call iconic is probably this theme. Uh, vote for the theme song. Though, if you do do a search for Q, it's going to come up with a lot of Q. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how many of them are Bond? 
Oh, probably only like 2%. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, vote for the theme song, Terrace. Yeah, that, that Mike's logic is uh, really uh, good. I I, uh, I do think the theme song should move on. Uh, Q again for me kind of goes in with the gadgets. Him and him and the gadgets should be almost the same category in my mind. So, uh, and the theme song is awesome. So, um, so uh, theme song for me. Uh, vote for the theme song, Chuck. Don't touch that. That's my lunch. I'm going with Q, and the reason I'm not voting for the James Bond theme song is because the James Bond theme song is the title sequence for Dr. No, and I feel like it's kind of encompassed by the uh, more general title sequences, which there's a lot of good ones, Um, and Q is just kind of a staple of James Bond movies. with the gadgets and him, you know, fussing over Bond and popping up and being funny and clever. Uh, I'm going with Q. Uh, vote for Q and Jill. Well, I'm glad Chuck gave some love to Q because he is one of my favorite parts of the movies. But as far as like the, you know, the best of James Bond, I would have to pick the theme song. And a vote for the theme song. The theme song is moving on and we're on to our next... I did a Google search on the letter Q. Yeah. Uh, 1.6 billion results. <laughs> <laughs> and the second on my list is uh, Q from James Bond. <laughs> number, Thank you. Number one is Star Trek, though. <laughs> and none of the other ones on the main page or have anything to do with Bond. Okay. But uh, the theme song is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. They're kind of one and the same. It is Money Penny versus the Way with Ladies. Uh, so it's it's kind of a, a general to a specific sort of thing. Uh, so I will say the Way with Ladies encompasses uh, Money Penny, uh, and uh, I will vote for the Way with the Ladies. A vote for his Way with Women, uh, Terrace. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, I really like. The money penny character and how she, their interactions, but that's part of how he uh, relates to women. So I, I, I like the way with the ladies. That's, that should move forward for sure. Uh, vote for his way with women, Chuck. Um, hmm. I'm gonna go with money penny. I'll vote for Jane Money Penny. Any particular reason? Um, yeah, I think she's a classic character, and I think the ladies is gonna win. So. A pity vote for Jane Money Penny. Jill. It's not the only pity vote. I'm going to vote for Money Penny too because especially in the later movies, I like how she teases Bond but always denies him. So, I'm going to vote for her. Well, no, Chuck's was a pity vote. Yours was an actual vote. It is almost <laughs> tied up and it comes down to you there, Chris. It's not a pity vote if Money Penny wins. <laughs> Money Penny wins. Yay! Oh. Money, money, penny, money, penny is the the actual juxtaposition of Bond's way with ladies. He never gets it on with money, penny. Nope, she's the one who always refuses in, him. Yeah, in some in some films he refuses her. In yep. other films she refuses him. But he never gets it on with money, penny. She's a a a, a constant for the Bond franchise. Yeah, money are you penny. saying she's not good enough with the ladies to get in money, penny's pants? Or she's too good for him? Whoa! Ah. There you go. My mind there. Yeah. So, Money Penny. And Money Penny takes the win. And we are on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the final four. Terrace, this one is yours. 
It is sexual innuendo versus Roger Moore. Oh, I'm going to have to go with sexual innuendo. Uh, Roger Moore's again, awesome, awesome uh, uh, James Bond. But uh, the sexual innu- innuendo is 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 uh, prevalent throughout the, all the movies, and and uh, that is one of the most enjoyable things about the shows to, to me too. So, uh, sex. Uh, vote for sexual innuendo, Chuck. I'm going to go with Roger Moore because, as even Mike pointed out, um, sure, don't get me wrong, Sean Connery had a lot of sexual innuendo, but Roger Moore really kicked it up a notch uh, to the point where he's even having more sex than. Than fights, at least according to Mike's chart from Starlog from like 20 years ago. But uh, uh, the bottom line is Roger Moore is the man. He's Sir Roger Moore. He's one of the best Bonds. And he's one of the kings of sexual innuendo of all the guys who played uh, James Bond. And I want to see Roger Moore versus Sean Connery. Moore. I'll vote for Sir Roger Moore. Jill. Roger Moore may have kicked up the notch on the sexual innuendo, but he's not the one I want to be getting the sex from. So I'm going to vote for the innuendo. Uh, vote for innuendo. Chris? I, I'm swaying towards Roger Moore, mainly because I only know him as Bond. Uh, all the other Bonds on the list I've seen in other films and TV shows and things like that. Well, I've he was never the same. Seen, he, he was the same, but before mm. my time. I've never, I've never seen him as the saint. I've seen Brosnan in other films and stuff like that. But the point that the the sexual innuendo is is a quintessential Bond. It's a trait of Bond, and it, and it does flow through everything. Um. Uh, I will have to go for the innuendo. A vote for sexual innuendo and Mike. Please, sir. Can I have some more? <laughs> yeah, but was that sexual in end it? That could go either way. Which one was, <laughs> was that? Was that sexual in end it? That was innuendo. I'm not sure of it. Roger Moore. Yeah. By the way, Jill, you wouldn't have sex with Roger Moore. I would. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, sorry, that, that, that's slander. I didn't. I've been paid. It doesn't matter. <laughs> a vote for Roger Moore. But sexual innuendo and Christmas coming once a year moves on yet again. And we are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Mr. Scaramanga versus Goldfinger. <laughs> hmm. This is a tough one. Um, hmm. I'm going to go for Scaramanga because I've been supporting him down the way, and now I'm looking at who's going to you know, be in the final brackets, and if Sean Connery goes against sexual innuendo, Sean Connery's going to win. Uh, and um, Yeah, you got to go with Scaramanga because we could at least maybe have a villain versus a Bond. Uh, and um, I mean, a villain is better than a theme song. So uh, and and as was pointed out earlier, he's the only representative of Bond villains on the whole bracket. So Scaramanga, I'll vote for Scaramanga. Uh, Jill, I like that logic. I'll vote for him too. All right, Chris, I'll I'll follow that train of thought. Uh, no reason not to vote for Scaramanga. Mike, uh, I I will. Oh, what the hell! I'll vote for Scaramanga too. Terrace, is it a clean sweep? 
Well, I don't know. Are we changing Scaramanga to Bond villains? Uh, that's what the logic has been dictating from everyone else, but it doesn't so now, have to now, be that. Now it, it is. Okay, well then I will... Because you could turn Goldfinger into all themes. What is that still oh, on the list? That's true. No, oh, the James the Bond theme is on the list, and the title oh, sequences oh. are, but not the songs. Yeah, we have too much music here. Or we yeah. could just vote for uh, whatever it actually says. I'm voting for Lazenby. be. <laughs> I am voting for Scaramanga because that is he represents all the other Bond villains. I'll vote for Scaramanga. And he is moving on into the final four. We're on to our next fight. Jill, this one is yours. It should be difficult. It is Sean Connery versus the title sequences. This one is difficult. To me, I, I, Sean Connery is the James Bond to me. If you, you know, if you throw out James Bond and say the first one that comes to mind, even though I am highly attracted to Pierce and Daniel over Sean, he is still, I think, the better James Bond. But the title sequences are something that just carries through in every single one of them, and they're so unique, and it's something we look forward to. And in this little sheet of paper that I have that lists the, the James Bond formula, under opening credits, it says, lots of silhouettes of nubile women prancing around. <laughs> so how can you go wrong with that? Uh, vote for title sequences. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can. And nipples. Uh, Chris. Nubile women prancing around. <laughs> for like, the win. Uh, vote for title sequences. Mike. That kind of that kind of creeped me out. It was like uh, Homer Simpson thinking about sex. It was that was great. Uh, yeah, you know, I think this this logic has has been flawless. And you know, when I think about it, I actually, you know, because there's always that pre-credits sequence with Bond that's some sort of an action sequence or chase or something. And I always like when that comes to the end because that's every time there's a new Bond movie, I kind of like, all oh, right, a new title sequence. I mean, it's something that I actually look forward to in the Bond movies. And obviously with Sean Connery, that's not part of the franchise anymore, um, nor would I really look forward to him as Bond again. Um, so because the title sequences just keep on giving, I will vote for them. Another vote for title sequences. Chuck? Um, I personally always hold out hope that Sean Connery is going to come back and play a Bond villain. I think that would be really awesome. Um, that but- would be awesome. Yeah, it would be super awesome. Um, but um, I'm going to go with Connery. Uh, he's awesome. Probably one of the classic moments in a Bond film um, was when they actually, after they already got rid of Sean Connery, they brought him back for Diamonds Are Forever. And I won't spoil the ending of On Her Majesty's Secret Service, but you should see it. Some people haven't seen it. But the bottom line is something very bad happens to Bond at the end. And the opening the diamonds are forever. It's just Sean Connery with like a point of view camera walking up to someone, asking a question, just like beating the crap out of him. Where is he? He's looking for Blofeld, you know? Um, and uh, I mean, Sean Connery, like, uh, you know, is James Bond. He was the first Bond. He's the man. Um, and uh, he was even paid the most money an actor had ever been paid just to come back for diamonds are forever. I could go on and on. We all know Sean Connery is great. And there would be no title sequences if Sean Connery wasn't such a great Bond because they wouldn't have made any more movies. Connery. A vote for Connery. Did I skip you, Terrence? <laughs> I didn't get one, no. Go ahead. Um, that was very good logic, but uh, no. 
the title sequence has got to go. Uh, uh, for me, the, again, that's one of the things that I look for the most, and it it gives me my rooting when I'm watching the show, and and uh, and plays to that whole uh, whole feeling of I'm I'm watching something that I love. So I think uh, title sequences for me. And title sequences move on. Damn. Down goes Connery. Down goes Connery. And we are on to our next fight. It's for us, the last spot in the final four. Chris, this one is yours. It is the theme song versus Jane Moneypenny. I, I do love the Moneypenny character. It's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful, um, like I said before, juxtaposition of Bond. He, he can't get her. For, for one reason or another, he never gets money penny but as i've said before the james bond theme i know after two notes i know that it's bond and and even when it's played in an advert or um a youtube video or something like that i know it's the james bond theme tune it is for my in in my opinion the most iconic thing of the whole james bond franchise it has to be the theme tune uh, vote for the theme song, Mike. You know, uh, actually, uh, Jill sent me a text while we were doing this, suggesting a new geek fight best theme song, and uh, I think that's a great idea. Uh, and okay. I, I think this, this will be on it. Uh, and I am voting for the theme song now. Uh, vote for the theme song. Wasn't that episode twenty-five? That was best score. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I did episode. I, I just listened to it. It's it's quite cute. The, and, the uh, extras on the end are, are so are so sweet. <laughs> oh, because of our our love story that's in that one. <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful love story. It's a it's a story of of geekiness and and love and tenderness and coming together as a community. It it really may be hard. What? <laughs> that was pretty good there, Chris. But a vote for a theme song. Hey, Terrence, you get to follow that now. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to vote for a uh, theme song. I, I really like the Money Penny uh, character, but I want. I, I really want to see what the a fight between uh, the title sequences and the theme song, and I think it'll be a great fight. So, uh, uh, theme song. Another vote for the theme song, Chuck. I'm voting for Money Penny because I'm still operating on the logic that the title sequence for Doctor No is the James Bond theme song. Okay, so you have every single uh, James Bond uh, song, including the theme song, going against the theme song if theme song moves on, which it will. Um, so I'm going with Money Penny. Uh, vote for Money Penny uh, and Jill. Theme song. And the theme song gets a little bit more love. We've got Sexual Innuendo versus Mr. Scottamanga. <laughs> and the title sequence versus the theme song. Um, yeah, Scottamanga's going down. Uh, Mike, this fight is yours. It is the Sexual Innuendo versus Mr. Scottamanga. And, you know, this, this is tough because if this, if this were Sexual Innuendo, uh, which is a very broad thing against Bond villains... A very broad thing it would be a very very tough fight and if uh, if I choose to interpret Scaramanga as Scaramanga uh, and not the Bond villains um, then he would have a hard time but if I 
if if basically I, I interpret it one way, it's it's probably the villains. But because Scaramanga was what was put on the list, um, I think I'll I'll fucking I'll vote for Scaramanga anyway. <laughs> I'll vote for Scaramanga, uh, Terrence. Well, in my mind, it has already changed to uh, he's the uh, iconic uh, Bond villain, and uh, he's, he represents all the other Bond villains. So this is a really hard fight for me. I think uh, sexual, sexual innuendo is, is a really great part of, of Bond, but if, we're, if he he's represents the Bond villains, then I actually got to vote for him, too, because uh, uh, that's, that's a bigger part of what makes the James Bond uh, uh, movie so great are the villains. So uh, I, I, I'm going to vote for Bond villains. I'll vote for Bond villains. Uh, Chuck? Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to jump on this bandwagon and go for Scaramanga as representing Bond villains. Uh, I still regret not putting Ernst Rappel Blofeld uh, on the list because he's pretty much the king of, of Bond villains. Um but I really like Man with a Golden Gun a lot. I like the fact that we got Dracula in a James Bond movie playing a villain. And uh, he has all the trappings of a Bond villain. He lives on kind of like a weird, obscure island. It's like a really hooked up crazy thing where he just shoots people. And uh, the Solex agitator that fires all these crazy things and stuff. It's every, every aspect that you associate with a Bond villain. So I'm going with Scaramanga. Jill? Um, I'm not. I'm going to go with the sexual innuendo because, yeah, Scaramanga himself is a good villain, but I don't think all of the villains are great. I think some of them are forgettable. So if you, you in, see, I don't, I don't want to put just the villains themselves through, whereas the sexual innuendo, that's in, it's in every single movie. It's every single Bond. It's part of what you expect. It's part of what you look forward to. It's part of what us as women really like about James Bond is him pulling that off. So, so I'm going to vote for the sex. Uh, vote for sexual innuendo and Chris. I'm going to go for Scaramanga because he does encompass a lot of things that are on the list that have fallen up by the wayside already. He has got a cool secret layer. He is a, a very, very awesome villain. Um, he's I got think, a gadget. He's got he's got gadgets. Yeah, he has got a gadget. He doesn't like bagpipes. And he has a MacGuffin. He has a, he has a very good MacGuffin. He has the MacGuffin to end all MacGuffins. He has the hint of a nipple. <laughs> a third nipple. <laughs> no, 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 Mike, you're wrong. He has the hint of three nipples. Oh. If you've got three nipples in the opening title sequence, then you, then you're nailing it. So we'll go for Scaramanga. And Scaramanga is into the finals. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see what he's going to go up against. Uh, Terrence, this one is yours. Uh, this is really easy. It's the title sequences versus the theme song. Chuck made the, made the argument earlier, uh, but go ahead. Yeah, well, I, actually, I do agree with his encompassing uh, argument. And, uh, and it's title sequences, again, for me. What makes a, a Bond a Bond show for me? That's that's a big part of it. And so yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna swallow up the theme song into the title sequences and say that's what should go for it. Uh, vote for title sequences, Chuck. 
Yeah, I'm just going to stick with my previous logic that uh, the theme song is one of the title sequences, and all the title sequences are great. Uh, I have maybe some quibbles with a couple, but most of them are awesome. So, uh, And you have not only the music, but also the crazy silhouettes of naked women in the background. So, title sequences. Another vote for title sequences. Jill. I'll follow that logic. It's it's one of the it's probably the only movie where we actually care about watching the opening credits of a movie. You know, most of the time it's like yeah 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 get on with this get on with the movie. But in the Bond movies, we actually I actually look forward to watching them. Another vote for title sequences. Mute your microphone, Chuck. Thank you. <laughs> Why? Because your fan is really loud. Oh, sorry. Uh, Chris. See, I, I I've championed the theme song all along however the the theme song can be fucked up and it was in goldeneye the goldeneye theme tune is absolutely terrible the goldeneye title however is awesome as are all the titles throughout the series so my vote is for the title uh vote for the title sequences and mike uh I'm going to vote for the the theme song. I mean, specifically the James Bond uh, 007 theme song. And, and, you know, while it was a title sequence, it has become much, much more. Uh, You know, to say it's encompassed by the title sequences, but that's, that's, it is one of the themes, but it really has gone beyond that. I mean, it is the character's theme. Uh, it doesn't. It's not confined to the title sequences. They run all throughout the movies and uh, all throughout pop culture. Um, more people, I think, would be aware of a of a James Bond theme being played in a short period of time than the title sequence. Um, it's been parodied a lot, but it's really not as as iconic. I mean, it, it, people have it as, as a ringtone. Um, it's constantly played through other other shows. I mean, the 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 breadth that it has reached is much greater than any of the title sequences. I mean, it's really become something that's so much more that it's it's repeated in every Bond movie. Uh, so I'm going to vote for the uh, the Bond theme because even though it was a title sequence, it is now so much more. A vote for the theme song. Doesn't sound like you swayed anybody, Mike. <laughs> There's no shark moment in this one. He swayed me. I'll change my vote. Uh-oh. I don't know if it matters, but... One vote has been changed. Is Let, let's, go the, let's go the whole hog. Two votes swayed. Uh-oh. Yay! <laughs> Goddamn shark, Mike! Uh-oh. You shark motherfucker! He just wanted an easy outro music. <laughs> that's oh, that's brutal. The shark <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> And the theme song is into the finals. We've got Mr. Scatamanga versus the theme song. What? Chuck, this one is yours. Okay, so uh, Scaramanga versus the theme song. I'm going with Scaramanga because I think Scaramanga could defeat the theme song in a physical fight. (laughs) Nice physical fight! Uh, Jill. <laughs> I'm going with the theme song because if you took if you took this to the streets and asked people who Mr. Scaramanga is, a lot of some people are going to know, but a lot of people aren't. But if you play the theme song, they're going to know what it is. 
Yeah, but only good people know who Scaramanga is. It doesn't matter. More people will know what the theme song is, and I think that's more of the best of James Bond than Scaramanga is. Uh, vote for the theme song. Chris? Can you come back to me later? Because it, it's, it's out there. Um... <sighs> okay, I'll come back to you. No, 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 no. I'll, 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 I'll make a pick. I'll make a pick. Um... The the essence of Bond is fighting against a villain, and Scaramanga, as we've already decided, is the the embodiment of all of the Bond villains that we should have put on the list that didn't. I mean, I, I if I could plop Blofeld in there, Scaramanga would, you know, uh, it, it, it would win. Blofeld would win. But the title sequences are incredibly it's just iconic. a theme song it's a theme song oh yeah. sorry the, uh, the theme song is incredibly iconic and like I said before you can tell it in two notes if you showed a picture of Christopher Lee on a screen to someone they would say it was Dracula or Saruman or anything like that so my vote is for the theme song uh, vote for the theme song uh, Mike uh, this is really tough, especially after I, you know, passionately uh, went for the theme song before. And if it was theme specifically versus Scaramanga, then uh, it, it's definitely the theme song. But, you know, if we are going to look at Scaramanga as being the substitute for Bond villain, um, you know, we... we we already we've mentioned you know Blofeld already, but uh, you know we haven't mentioned Goldfinger. Um, I think Arik Goldfinger is one of the best names in all of fiction, uh, and there are great Bond villains, and there are horrible Bond villains, and there are forgettable ones, and there are memorable ones. Um, but this does not say Bond villains, and maybe this is a point where I'm getting too technical, and nobody p actually put. Bond villains on the list, and no one put Blofeld and these other guys on the list. But uh, the the James Bond theme made the list, and it is you know iconic. It is well known. I mean, it is. Does this say James Bond more than than Scaramanga? And even Scaramanga specifically, like we've mentioned, also has you know Dracula and Saruman and Count Dooku and you know Christopher Lee brings his own uh, tremendous geek cred to it but that tremendous geek cred is not Bond um, and the theme song is so theme song a uh, vote for the theme song and Karis yeah I'm gonna again I'm gonna say that uh, Bond uh, it's the Bond villains that's how I've uh, I've, I've voted it for 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 Scaramanga up he represents all the Bond villains, but even all the Bond villains together couldn't take the theme song. The theme song would win out in a physical fight. So the the theme song is, is the way I'm going to vote. And the theme. What? What? What's that I was going to say uh, a lot of people don't realize Scaramanga is actually in every James Bond movie. He's just not on the screen. What is he like? Some ashes? That uh, he's behind the camera, you know. Okay, okay. You can't see him. You can't see him. He's always running the organization that's behind the MacGuffin. Okay, exactly. Uh. Is that Spectre? Isn't that what it was in the early ones? Yep. The theme song is the winner, though. <clears throat> uh, we got it wrong. We usually do. 
Uh, it should it should have been. I thought Christmas only comes once a year. <laughs> <laughs> but, I was hoping for more versus Connery at the end. That would have been cool. But yeah. Roger Moore takes the win because he's been knighted. Yeah, but so is Connery. Oh, is he sure, sir? Yeah, Connery? yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, sir. So Connery sure. takes that fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. that's true. I always wondered if England's ever attacked, are you really going to get like Sean Connery, Mick Jagger, Elton John, and all those guys? <laughs> they're, they're the vanguard. <laughs> These are the front line, you know, come on. Yeah, you, you oh, don't, that's you don't awesome. Understand. You don't understand. If, if, if Belgium decides to attack England, we send Elton John out first. No, that would be a good And he goes, he does like they turn around and go back again. Oh, fuck, it's Elton John. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, check out backlotd.com, uh, dvdgeeks.tv, subspace communique, and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. The Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy at soullessminions.lipson.com. They do commentaries. Uh, and Into the Batcave with me and Brian Townsend at intothe.lipson.com. Special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with Chris Mitchell. That's that guy. He was just talking on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And, of course, Mr. Jared Formby for the pimp-down intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, let's go with uh, Jill. No, not today. One of these days I will, but not today. All right. Uh, Chris. I'd like to plug the Geek Fights Tumblr, which is a wonderful place that you can go and see myself and Karen's thoughts on the geek world and that's about it uh Chuck uh yeah I have a, a new podcast called Scaramanga's Corner where we just talk about <laughs> Scaramanga each week uh so it's just just you know scaramangarules.com <laughs> alright uh, scaramangarules.com and Karis I know you have something to plug yeah, I do, actually. We just released our newest uh, uh, tour. Really happy about it. Very excited about it. It's uh, uh, trekking out in Hollywood and Vegas with uh, Larry Nem- Nemechek. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go to old filming sites, uh, Star Trek filming sites. We're going to land in L.A. We'll go to a whole bunch of filming sites in L.A. And leave L.A. and then head head uh, head north and uh, into... Uh, um, the outskirts of LA and California and go into the mountains and, and do a couple uh, sites out there and then eventually head to the uh, Star Trek convention in Vegas and that's where the tour ends uh, um, so we're really really excited about it, it's going to be a deadly deadly uh, uh, tour the, some of the filming sites are uh, unbelievable, uh, got a lot of interesting things to happen uh, and he of course knows he's, he's a big Star Trek guru if any, any of you guys know uh, he knows all about Star Trek and, uh, and he's uh, almost at all the cons and uh, yeah we're going to do even, for example we're going to head to Vasquez Rocks and that's where they filmed uh, Arena with a, where Captain Kirk uh, fights the Gorn captain and uh, when we're out there Bobby Clark, one of the guys out uh, where the Gorn suit is going to be out there with us. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. Really, really excited. You can wear a Gorn suit. Uh, no, yeah. Be careful, of Bob. Be careful with around him. He's a crazy man. Yeah. I'm not joking. He he got angry at the experience because he wanted the uh, Gorn statue. And they were like, oh, we'll sell it to you for $5,000. And they were like, he was like, no, you should just give it to me because I was the Gorn. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Mr. Ortiz. 
You can find me on the Zod Complex podcast and on the Week in Geek video show on YouTube. Uh, you can find us at geekfights.net where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, and more. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the... Legion of Geeks! See, it's during the middle of the day, so I can shout it. <laughs> <laughs> Our upcoming fights are... Uh, let's see. Because uh, March is going to be a weird month for us. Well, next week is Mediocre of Trek. That's where we decide what is the most mediocre episode of Star Trek. Uh, it's not bad. Move, move along home. I, I, I can call the winner now if you want. It's not bad, it's not good, and it's also not completely forgettable. That, 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 those are the, What's the, the winner, Chris? What's Move the winner? Chris? Uh, the winner will be... Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> See? Uh, mediocre. It's harder uh, than you think. It, it's it really is hard. it's harder than mediocre. you think. Okay, um... God, I can only think of good or bad Trek now. Yeah! Uh, I, will, I will put the winner on the Geek Fights Tumblr. If you want to find out what it is, look at the Geek Fights Tumblr. Because it's probably already up there now. <laughs> uh, and, uh, well, well, next, and the week after that will hopefully be Best Twist, which we're recording in two days. Um, yeah, because Mike's going to be in England. Hopefully he gets to see you there, Chris. We're working on it. Yeah, that'll be kind of awesome. Uh, but any and all ideas, you're welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. to weigh in the Ben Quadraneros yeah I was just going to say that 3D you know I mean <laughs> yep, you're, you're never going to see him in 3D again yeah. so that's so wizard man ah uh, that movie's so much fun <laughs> <laughs> that movie sucks it's awful no 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 no
it's just awful. fall asleep during Tatooine, and it is one of the greatest Star Wars no, movies no, ever made. Seriously, seriously, <laughs> I've had to watch that film thirty times in the last twelve months, and it just is awful. There's, there's, I mean, I, I, I'll quote the um, the Red Letter Media thing. The, the, there's no protagonist. There's no antagonist. There's nothing. There's nothing in that film whatsoever to make people go and watch it. It's <laughs> yeah, but you can't top fucking the, awful. Uh, you can't top the uh, classic, iconic scene at the end of the movie where Queen Amidala hands that weird glowing thing to that frog dude. <laughs> 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 the worst thing is, the worst thing is, I. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, iconic. The weird glowing thing to the frog dude. The worst thing is, I, I I paid money on Audible and I downloaded the audiobook of Darth Plagueis, and it makes it fucking worse. Aww. It makes it all make no more sense than it did before, and it makes the whole original trilogy worse. How it can do it, I don't know, but it makes it worse. It's it's not Sidious's plan. It's Darth Plagueis's plan, and he kills him two weeks before the whole thing happens. It's just fucking terrible. This <laughs> plan. Anyway.
Goldfinger! Golden eye, you're the best. Goldfinger!
in that movie? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Well, my mind. Please tell me you were just pouring water and not peeing again. Yes, I was pouring water, not peeing. That's happened in the last one I was on too. Well, well, we have Chuck on, and Chuck. Yeah. No, I'm the master of that. Just peeing with the microphone <laughs> oh. open. Yeah. Well, well, the best was. Pouring water. Yeah. First, I was like, no one's gonna hear this, you know. And Damon's like, is someone peeing? Yeah. So then, the second time, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna actually unplug the microphone, you know. Hey, hey, hey. sorry about Uh-oh. that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Then I'm like, all right, I'll unplug the microphone. And then, but then there's a microphone built into my computer. So then Damon's like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Where was the computer? Uh, it was a laptop. I just had it, you know, like uh, on the you, thing on the you, side near the you toilet. Took, you, sit, you took it with you. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I actually <laughs> have a desktop right next to a, the toilet. So I just, I just yeah. had visions of some like strange naked gun style. Mike, <laughs> going off to the yeah. toilet. Well, I got that Homer Simpson recliner chair with the toilet in it, you know. Nice. <laughs> Let's just say I'm sitting in the right chair.